I am shopping for some hardwood. Prefer six inches plus piece. Send pick of wood and be available after 4 p.m. today. Three beers, two. We have some longtime listeners, first-time casters with us, and also an old friend you haven't heard from in a long time. Big Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How how is everyone? It's happy. To, I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm a little good. buzzed, man. To be honest, thanks for asking. No, I needed to hear that. <laughs> Bonk, what's up, man? What's up, Hog? I'm doing great. You look great. Uh, I feel good. Thank you. I feel really good. I'm COVID-free still, so that's nice. Uh, you look like you had a nice evening. Yeah, I've been in the sun all day and drinking, so this is going to be a fun podcast. I think we're going to have some really stimulating conversation. <laughs> Boobs, I just saw you about 15 minutes ago. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. <laughs> I appreciate the, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a great barbecue. Um, Got a little buzz going now, yeah. so I appreciate the uh, pre-buzz to Three Bears Two Cast. And, and not to be, you know, tr- untrue to our podcast name, but we were drinking some Trulies, and, you know, Listeners of the podcast know I'm not a huge Trulies fan, or I wasn't a huge IBA fan, and now I'm a fan of both. So, you know, taste change. Evolving. Evolving. Getting bigger, stronger, better. Fab. If you're not, if you're not changing, you're not growing. That's it, man. That's it. That's right. I think it was uh, Rocky Balboa who said, if I can change, you can change. And then something about Adrian as well. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fab, what's up, man? Hey. Uh, happy to be here. There's a certain energy in the air. I can feel it. It's palpable. Yeah, man. I think it's uh, going to be a good cast. I, I think so, too. But do you want to introduce our special guest podcaster with us today? Yeah. Uh, joining us live via satellite from the East Coast, Shut we've up. got Dirty Mike, a longtime <laughs> listener of Three Beers 2, sports fanatic, a Philadelphia sports fan for professional sports, and then a diehard Pittsburgh Panthers fan for college sports. Mike, how's it going? Thanks for the introduction. Uh, listened to the podcast before, and so excited to be on. Dude, thanks for joining us. We love having new people on the podcast talking about sports. I think we need to have Dirty Mike and Seabone talk about the uh, <laughs> NFC least, East. Excuse me. I, uh, I, uh, I think it'd be great to have them uh, <laughs> to go at it, man. No, uh, dude, I'm ready. I'm already. Oh. Yeah, Dirty Mike, quick off the bat. What's your take? Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott. You get to take one of them. Who do you pick him? I mean, obviously, being the Philadelphia bias, it's not even a question. Being uh, Carson Wentz, I've been working home from all quarantine. I've seen Max Kellerman talk about this about 20 times. So, um, I mean, Doc, he can't win the big games. He, you know, <laughs> losing records against every team that had winning record except the Eagles. That was his only win. So, he can't get it done with that talent around him. You know, Carson Wentz took a practice squad to the playoffs. So, I think that tells you your answer right there. I, all the all the big games happened before week 11, so Carson Wentz <laughs> is your man for that, I think. Oh, fuck. I was going to say, are we talking about Bubble Boy and Carson Wentz here? But, yeah. uh, anyone got a unique beer they want to share? My first beer is very unique, great can art. It is called Deep Summer, and uh, for the listeners at home, it's kind of like a Ooh. child's drawing. Super deep. Looks like my nine-year-old daughter drew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's a summer ale with spices, so... Good beer, kind of tastes like a Cali Creamin, kind of like a vanilla aftertaste or whatever, but I think it has hibiscus in it, 
but the thing with this beer was I had like four a couple days ago, good to go, it tasted fine. And then I poured one into a clear like uh, workout shaker to go on a bike ride to actually to go to Boo Boo's house. And it, it's red. The beer itself is red. And you don't notice like a color of a beer when you're just drinking from a can. Instantly turned off to the beer. Not a fan oh. anymore. Uh, when you oh. see, I don't know, it's just like dark uh. red. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to drink it again live on the podcast and give it a fresh take and see if i like it you know objective to the color so that's what i got anyone else got something crazy they want to share with the old group here it's not crazy uh, but in honor of uh, the united states's birthday i've got a monumental ipa mm, uh, nice. brewed in, uh port city uh brewed in alexandria so right by yeah. the house 6.7 percent uh on the alcohol content and uh, it's pretty good nice little ipa nice. stone-esque if you will yeah, for sure. Ooh, happy birthday, birthday, America. Yeah, happy birthday. I'm four and a half or four point eight percent on my beer. So, Big Tom, I saw you flashing me there. What's what do you got? Yeah, it's odd. As if uh, Bonk knew but didn't know, we got the Stone Tiki Escape IPA. It's uh, it's pretty good. Different mosaic hop taste. Seven point seven percent alcohol, which uh, Bonk good. you probably know, but I think that's a touch higher than the the standard Stone IPA, which is sixty nine. Yeah. Okay, naturally. Yeah. Uh, it's so I it's do fantastic. Know, yes. <laughs> I got the the uh, twenty two ounce bottle here, so oh, are you doing a good night here in a couple minutes? But. <laughs> are you doing three of those tonight? Oh yeah, three, three, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I missed having you on the podcast, man. That's great shit. <laughs> Boobs, what are you what are you drinking? I see a uh, very scantily clad female on your can art there. So yeah, hog. I'm glad you asked. It's a uh, uh, Lorelei Brewing Company. Brewed in uh, Corpus Christi. It's a juicy, hazy India pale ale, 7.5% alcohol. So it's a, a mermaid on the can, and she's holding a mirror. And in the reflection, it is not her own reflection. It is that of a manatee. As legend has it, sailors who are out you know, to sea for a long period of time, suffering from scurvy, whatever, would hallucinate, apparently. And hallucinate that the manatees were in fact mermaids so it's kind of a it's kind of a historical you know depiction there for uh the lady on the can with the uh the starfish on her nips there um but yeah yeah (laughs) starfish nips usually hear starfish (laughs) associated with a different body part but i'll take the starfish nips i think that's better i like that (laughs) which body part is that (laughs) well the chocolate starfish uh that's my nurse yeah shout out to fred Durst. i love it (laughs) fab what do you got going on man all right, so I'm really excited about uh, the beer I have today. You guys have probably heard of this one before, the Voodoo Ranger. Yeah. Imperial IPA. Yeah. Yep. That's good. That's good stuff. Now, there's a, another one that the can art is phenomenal, and I love the title of it. Have you guys heard of the 1985 IPA? No. All right, so think about this guy, this little, you know, dead skeleton with a skiing outfit on or something. I don't know, winter hat. And then flip it to 1985 this is a skeleton wearing a it looks like the jacket from the movie drive because it's got a cobra on it so that's yeah. ryan gosling phenomenal uh, movie smashing by some guy's head in in the elevator mm-hmm. uh he's got retro sunglasses stunner shades if you will a checkered orange hat with a green bill that's flipped up he looks very 1980s yeah was almost like a, a michael j fox teen wolf oh nice yeah Perhaps. george michael that's a solid ref thriller music video that's yeah a thriller good. music video too oh, okay. that's another 
George Michael that lives in Jackson Hole that's going to kick someone's teeth in an elevator, pretty much. Right. So, yeah. I saw the box and I had to get it, and I'm excited to see how the actual beer is. But both from New Belgium. I, I might have nice. to get one of those beers, man. But uh, I love that you brought up the movie Drive. This is kind of a, we're going to go on this little trip here. But that movie is amazing. I don't know if you've seen it. Everyone has seen it here. But it's like one of the least amount of talking in any movie. It's uh, lines. There's no fucking dialogue, dude. Dude, There's I watched it. Dialogue. I watched it last weekend, actually, again. Oh, no shit. And it was fantastic. I, I actually, yeah. first time I watched it, didn't like it. Second time I watched it, it's great. I'm going to give another watch. Give it one yeah. more watch, but okay. that movie has a serious twist. And about halfway through, you're like just watching a regular getaway movie where the guys is driving, and then people starting in their head like smashed in like that shit. And they've got an all star cast too. I mean, and a lot of the supporting act, like obviously Ryan Gosling in lead, but then Christina Hendricks, Brian Cranston, you know, yeah, yeah. Brian Cranston's in it. Got about him. In Fun oh, fact: okay. the guy, the mob boss who is like the ruthless killer guy, is the voice of the Finding Nemo dad. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My child so, there, I, I mean, like I, I watched that again and I was like, Oh my God, that guy is Nemo's dad. <laughs> He's just murking people left and right. Marlon. The razor blade down the forearm was ugh, so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. It's over. I think I watched that way too drunk. I don't remember. Any yeah. Shit. You might want to uh, sober up and well, you know, get a little turned up, get a little tuned up, but you know, Really enjoy that movie. Really let yourself enjoy the soundtrack, honestly. I think the soundtrack is fucking All awesome. right, I'm doing it tonight after three right. beers. Yeah, fuck I love it. I love it. All right, uh, Dirty Mike, man. I know you're going to brought something special. What, what are you drinking um, tonight? I am drinking a Evil Genius, which is a Philadelphia local brewery. Um, and the title of the beer is I Love Lamp. Uh, it's a <laughs> pineapple, pineapple Hefeweizen. It's 5.5%. It's really good. Um, like local brewery around here they always have like quirky names i think my favorite title is uh ma the meatloaf and uh <laughs> they have some like fly with flies really great names and great beer so i highly recommend it if you happen to come across it oh, that's glorious all right boys let's crack the beers drink up that's yeah, all over me son of a bitch all right well uh, beat or leet beat or leet I'm excited. I think, Big Tom, I've missed you so much, man. Are you ready to talk about some beat or leap? I'm ready to beat it or lead it. <sighs> Let me, <laughs> I have nothing. You, you win. No, <laughs> Give me your beat or lead. Yeah, I'll start with the, uh, the beat a little bit. Uh, great cast last week talking about the NBA bubble. Uh, awesome time there. I'm going to talk about the, the other, other bubble, if you will the NIT version of the bubble. <laughs> I think you guys uh, may be familiar with, if not, bottom line is 22 teams were selected for the bubble, which we're still trying to work out how that's going to work in Orlando, Florida. A lot of staff members, team members, um, administrative staff who are already testing positive uh, with kind of the beginning, the advent of the bubble. The second question is uh, the initial talks about the second bubble Really, um, the way they're trying to sell it is teams don't want their players of the eight teams that didn't make it, which include the Bulls, the Pistons, the Warriors, the Hawks, the Hornets, and all the other trash teams that weren't anywhere close to playoff contention. They, uh, they uh, from their front office, their owner, the people who get millions of dollars per game played, said, uh, we don't want our players to go nine months 
without playing in a game. So bottom line, um, there is outside of that objective subjective reason, there's no reason for those games to happen. Secondly, uh, big ticket names, Steph Curry, Blake Griffin, Draymond Green and other players who are already saying they won't play in that second round NIT bubble of eight teams and uh, others who would inevitably fall off the iceberg at that point because they said, hey, it's not worth the risk of playing four games or whatever they would have to just do some type of pretty much, again, uh, invitational tournament for the uh, compensatory second place. Hey, you weren't in the top 22 of teams in the NBA when we stopped the regular season, but we want to have some reason to play eight teams together. So my big beat is if the NBA has even entertained the fact that they would do an eight-team second bubble in Chicago like they're in the initial talks of right now. I, I have two things I want to talk about with this, and I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. But uh, say the NBA season doesn't happen. Do the owners have to pay their players? Right? There's, there's no season. Their, their contracts just roll over to the next year, right? I but, think they still have to pay Hypothetically, let's say? I think that they know? may have to pay him the – you think the hey, season? So, so if the season was completely canceled, they the, like the one year left in the contract would be a free agent. Yeah, yeah, it would expire, and okay. they would uh, go through the next year. If that didn't happen, I thought maybe like that would suck, man. Like you are the eight teams that are playing aren't playing. You still have to pay your players, and everyone else is like on this tournament. That kind of fucking blows, you know. It just sucks to me. Yeah, I think from collective bargaining, um, you can pay you know two thirds of the league and not the other third. And they oh. all get their same royalty rights. So, yeah. And it's different. Obviously, everybody's scope locked on on baseball right now and what they've been bargaining. Yeah. Uh, for that X number of games. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, like, a tiny bit of me, if they needed more reasons, uh, one of the teams in that bottom eight were the, were the Atlanta Hawks. And it'd be a nice little send off for Vince Carter, Vince Carter who yeah. is leaving the NBA after 22 seasons played instead of, uh, just walking into an, an unknown and an unforetold retirement when COVID-19 stopped the season or at least suspended the season at the time. So yeah. uh, and um, my, my yeah. second question to you is, uh, is, is there a fringe team that could make a run? You know, I, I'm, I'm obviously thinking of the Phoenix Suns, some garbage team that is somehow got invited because of Zion Williams is on the Pelicans and they wanted him to be in this bubble. So they made it 22 teams for some reason. Um, is there a fringe team that can make a run? Say they stay healthy and COVID doesn't affect them. Is that do you, can you see something like weird like that happening in this this NBA playoff bracket? Can you see something crazy and then would there be a giant like asterisk like fuck that that, that doesn't count? Is that can you see? So the like the I mean uh, always a possibility, especially in playoff basketball, and they haven't really talked about tweaking the number of games per round for for the playoffs that they came to the three normal rounds that we're used to. I will say there are already top players, some for social justice reasons and some for um, for COVID reasons in regards to the bubble, like Avery Bradley, who is saying, hey, it's just not worth the squeeze. My son has uh, some type of comorbidity or, or predetermined illness. I'm not even going to yeah. subject myself into this. So yeah, you always throw that out. Now, now the big kicker is if teams – that's getting discussed is if a team goes in, let's say – um, the LA Lakers and a player like LeBron James. Um, you guys have heard of both, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> uh, they're basketball players. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. both. Yeah. If LeBron plays an East an Eastern Conference uh, powerhouse like the Raptors were shaping up to be, or somebody, uh, or the Sixers even, shout out Dirty Mike over here in the top 22, um, and LeBron 
test positive for COVID-19 the night before a game, a pivotal game four, game five. Like, how do you, at that point, like, okay, obviously he's getting pulled. We all think of the Michael Jordan flu game where he, he had influenza in plate or, or he was poisoned by pizza the night before. Yeah. <laughs> or he was hung over and drunk and or gambling. Unknowable. Yeah, it, it is unknowable. But there's a lot of asterisks that could get thrown around. I think if a team lost some superstars because of reasons X, Y, or Z are still played, then you got to you gotta delete any asterisks that would go next to their name for sure. Yeah. Ah, sorry. I think people may may wait to see who wins to determine if it's an asterisk or not. Like, I, I think I think a hundred percent. I think you're right. If the Lakers win, no. If no. the Pacers go and win, eh, yeah, Pacers <laughs> will never win. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if some weird scenario, well, you know, LeBron had COVID during the finals or something. Like, all right, like exactly. I think you're 100 percent right. So that was that was your uh, that was your beat. That was my beat. My big beat. Your beat is the bubble. The the backup bubble. Beat the beat the backup bubble. That's yeah. right. Uh, Lee coming at you hot uh, with a real unpopular opinion. First, uh, this is the best. a couple, di- <laughs> couple different sites. Oh, this is freezing cold. A uh, couple different signings going on right now from the uh, from the high school basketball realms uh, as well. Uh, but what it's leading to, and really all signs pointing to right now, is that college basketball, and, and really more so college basketball dynasties, are dying. And uh, in my opinion, I think college basketball is dying and it's for the better at this point. And I love college basketball. It's not to shit on uh, Bonks for every day of the year that comes up in March or most Marches usually. But um, but, but uh, the one and done rule is is horrible. It's just the worst thing to happen to, to professional and college sports in a long, long time. But uh, obviously a lot of big name high school prospects signing to historical black colleges right now. McCore Maker being one of them. And then Mikey Williams in talks as well. Maker signing to Howard with the letter of intent there. And then uh, Mikey Williams also being the chalk block right now. San Diego zone uh, scoring 77 points a game, averaging over 30 as a sophomore right now. Um, Both those guys can't go straight into the NBA and as a cool means of uh, showing their own, uh, levels of care and commitment to their community. They're saying, hey, we're going to go to NHBCU, uh, do what we can there, and then ultimately these guys should and probably will go on to the NBA. Similarly, the top five 2021 pick, uh, Jalen Green, back in February, who said, who put out formally saying that I'm not going to go to college basketball and not going to play in any college basketball, instead uh, sign $500,000 to play for Southern California NBA G League team with uh, a second guy, Michigan recruit, Isaiah Todd, falling off uh, from Michigan, turning that letter down and saying, I'm also going to go into G League and uh, opt to wait that one year to play in the NBA. So with a lot of uh, a litany of different reasons, it looks like college basketball, and really just just because of the one-and-done rule, college basketball is on its way out right now. And um, odd thing to say as elite, I miss old college basketball. I miss dynasty college basketball. I miss the Duke teams of our youth and UCLA's and everything like that. I think it's cool the way that uh, the power is kind of in the players, these young guys, high school sophomores and high school seniors who are kind of moving their own chess pieces around and seeing what they can do for themselves and for their own communities before going into the NBA. But um, I think college basketball is in a bad, bad place. And I really do blame the one and done rule. So yeah. My lead is power to the players doing whatever they want to do to kind of subvert a shit shit rule that 
the NCAA has in place right now. Yeah, yeah but big, big Tom, what when one and done wasn't a thing in the mid '90s when like Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett were going in, but we still had Duke and Kansas and all the dynasties had it. They didn't have a one and done rule. You could just go into the NBA. Like that's what he's saying. I think he's saying. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. and everything was fine. Like, it's exactly yeah. what you just said, Mark. Like, nothing, college basketball was not for the worse. And now instead, you have, you have guys, and, and some of it's, you know, for, for their oh, own prerogative. I got you. I got you. you, know? I got you. Yeah. 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 College basketball one. did not suffer because of the, because of the lack of the one and done rule. Yeah. That was a greedy move, I think, that tried to get a couple superstars and whatever, let them go. But you yeah. still have yeah. great teams. And I think the G League is benefiting extremely well which it benefits the nba because that's the nba's product and i yeah. think the nfl and I, we've talked about this in so many podcasts i think if the nfl had a, a starter league you will see us well, they have to play three years right in college three years for nfl right yeah, three years removed from, from high school, high school. Yeah. removed from high school right that's what it is but yeah. i i feel like you know they had the aaf you had the uh, xfl and you, you if the nfl just put some sort of effort into a product where you have more a bigger talent pool and maybe they could be uh, on a practice roster or still play in this whatever league and get paid more and you're developing people and whatever. I feel like it would be, they're going to see the money coming in, especially with these guys signing with the G league and the, the profits going up from people watching it because you're going to guarantee you're going to see a, a, a increase in ratings and that increase in revenue, increase of all that shit. I, I just think that's going to trickle down. And I think the is one there, from NBA is going to affect a lot more than we realize. Absolutely. Do you think Point. there's more opportunity for football, though, to, to, you know, progress in that aspect than there is in the NBA as far as, like, you know, three years removed from high school? You know what I mean? Like, you can go to the Canadian League or something yeah. like that. You know I what mean, I mean? Unless you're Kurt Warner, I, I, don't, I don't really can't tell you a, a big success story, but I, I just know that people getting paid, it, it's, it's nice for the players because you're getting a signing bonus of a half a million dollars and you're, you're doing the same thing. You're, you're playing and you're going to get drafted. Like it doesn't, they don't fucking care. They're going to get money. If I was a kid, I would have taken that money and ran. I don't care about playing. I, as an 18 year old, I wouldn't care about playing for Duke or whatever. I would care about playing for $500,000. That's and one year, one year of college, like even on a, paper is going to do nothing for you. The you zero. Know, outside of, it, yeah. How much classes are they attending? I'm not saying they're not smart. And they're not, I'm just saying like, uh, how much effort are you putting in when you're like, I'm fucking out of here in a year. Sorry. Like, they don't care. Yeah. One other thing that might shake up uh, college basketball is the Zion Williamson lawsuit. Like, Coach K might have to testify on that. They're saying mm-hmm. he got plenty of money to go to Duke. That might just destroy the one and done right there. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is crazy. It, it, it's going to be a huge shake up, and that was a great beat and lead. Uh, we can keep talking about it. I, uh, I, this is going to kill my, my edling, so I want to put a pin in this one and let's move on. But that was a really good one, man. Very thought-provoking. And I think we're going to see a lot of stuff in the future kind of trickling down from this. And people can point to Three Beers, Two Podcast, episode 21, saying or 31, whatever the hell this is, and saying that we nailed it, man. We fucking nailed it. So. <laughs> Bonk, what is going on? I know you have a lot to say. What, what, do, you, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm just going to do a quick – uh, beat and maybe oh, I'll do a beat. The quick beat is on the last episode I was on, which was two episodes ago. I made a bet. I wouldn't call it live, but I Fab talked me down from a Cats over under win total of 2020 if the season is normal from eight and a half to seven, and I took the under and he took the over. So he is betting. You got bamboozled. I got bamboozled. And two fucking days later, Cam fucking Newton signs the Pats. I think Fab was implicit on it. I think it's beat. 
<laughs> I was I was betting on Bill Belichick. Insider trading, not, dude. Insider trading. Jared Stidham. I knew that Belichick was going to have something going, and uh, there's no way that he was not going to at least put his best foot forward to try to compete and make it back to the playoffs with uh, a post-Tom Brady Patriots squad. All I can think about is a smug Bill Belichick in my head. Like, you know, that like wry little yeah. smile. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. When he, I'm just when like, he exposes a rule in like week four and, <laughs> just, you know, has his uh, defense jump off sides twice or something to run out the <laughs> clock. Yeah. And it was, was it the same day that they got their $1.1 million yep. fine, lost their third pick type of thing? Yeah. It was yep. three hours I'm before. I'm pretty sure that they had, yeah. had Cam locked up for a while and they were just waiting to drop that news until right before the NFL announced the punishment for their a massive third punishment. videotaping cheating scandal. The best part is, not the best part, because no one's a Patriot fan here, I don't think, but uh, uh, the best part is that if Cam leaves next year, they get a third round pick. Order. No, he worked that. Yep. Belichick worked that up somehow. They get the fucking pick back, man. Do you think that was yep. the strategy all along? I mean, Bill Belichick. Per- dude, he's is- playing chess, dude. It, it, playing yeah, it chess. felt like they were playing possum the entire time with Stidham at quarterback. Like, yeah. every- I felt like everyone knew he wasn't going. Yeah, to and a lot of the, the, the NFL reporters were like, "Oh, I'm hearing out of the Patriots that they really like Jared Stidham." It's like, why would they? Why would they have confidence in Jared Stidham? Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were both notorious for never giving up practice reps or game reps yeah. so jared stidham doesn't have a lot of reps yeah and they wouldn't really have anything to go off of but anyway we'll see what happens with cam Newton. i still think the bills win the afc east Funk yeah bamboozled, I, I got bamboozled um i i think i think there was insider trading going on but i will i'm gonna pay up my 50 bucks but i'm not gonna pay i was gonna pay in advance of the season but i'm not that confident that the over under win total is nine and a half now Obviously, that's not our bet, but man, they're the Pats won in 10 11 games, maybe. But was uh, it before Bonk? Was it eight and a half prior to your guys' bet? Was it eight and a half, right? I think it was eight and a half. And then I was was drinking bourbon, and Fab grabbed me down to seven. (laughs) I think it was eight and a half, so you lost the game there. It was a beautiful like negotiation, too. Yeah, it was just me like open kimono. I'm taking the under. I was just Scott Boris at the negotiating table. You know, yeah. Lay out the facts, and we're going to get a very agreeable number. You crushed me. Um, but there's still a season to be played. So, um, God willing. <laughs> the, the, my lead is really quick, and it's only personal to me. The Cardinals are replacing the Yankees in the Field of Dreams game against the White Sox. Um, the Yankees, the evil umpire, go fuck yourself, Steve. <laughs> um, and sorry, ZJ, you're a nice guy, Steve. <laughs> Maybe not, but um, because of the geo, 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 geographic blah, 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 um, the Gyersville, Iowa field that's adjacent to the actual field that they built for the movie, Dad, Can We Have a Catch, um, will be the Cardinals. And it's just more fitting. They seem to be a Midwest, you know, hometown team, and the Yankees don't need to be there. Um, but I started looking at the, the article commented on the 60 games. I didn't realize this side talking point that the 60 games 40 are going to be your actual division yeah so you're playing 10 against each of your four division rivals so i think that's really going to when people say this division's weak this division's strong that's really going to change shit up yeah it's gonna be tough yeah i mean tougher for the stronger or weaker division depends on how equally built your division i guess is but like man if there's a heavy top heavy division they're gonna prey on the weak and they're it's gonna look good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like for you, but uh, fuck the Yankees. Anytime someone says that on the podcast, 
I'm fuck just going to agree with you. Yeah, exactly. So 1,000% bonk, you're right. Uh, fuck the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, Fab, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you to last because uh, I, I love just teasing you here. But uh, Dirty Mike, man, you've heard the show before. Do you have a beat or elite, my friend? Um, yeah, I have a couple that I came in with. Um, my first elite is uh, the NBA schedule release. Um, this happened last week, but the calendar just flipped in July. NBA season starting at the end of July, so I'm get, starting to get a little excited and uh, antsy for it to get started. Sick of watching the Bundesliga during the middle of the day and hopefully throw on some NBA. Yeah. Um, I put a futures bet on the Sixers. Uh, might be a little biased, but it's 28 to 1 odds. And I feel like that value Lock of the century. It's just incredible. Like, they're the sixth seed in the East now, but, you know, towards the – before the shutdown, they started to – Brett Brown figured it out how uh, Al Horford and Embiid could play together. They're getting healthy. Uh, Simmons coming back healthy. The reports are Joel Embiid. Um, you know, worked as hard as he ever has during the shutdown and is in the best shape of his life. So that's huge. Um, so I feel like for that value, it's just, you know, they can easily win the East. They're the second uh, to favorite to uh, win at the East preseason. So, I mean, if they get to the finals, you can just hedge it there if it's against it's a value the value Yeah. Um, I know this may not be for everyone, but I'll be working uh, from home through September and you know, the schedule has games two, two o'clock in the afternoon, four o'clock. So I'm ready for that March Madness feel. Um, okay. <laughs> throughout like the, the entire week. Yeah. Um, so that that was my lead. Um, like that. Beat. Um, you guys touched on the NBA bubble, and and last week you talked about how it pertains to the NFL. My beat now was I saw J.R. Smith signed officially with the Lakers, and I was just thinking. Thank you for bringing like, this up. This is how beat it is that there's no reality TV show to cover the NBA bubble. Like, it would be absolutely, absolutely amazing. Like you just imagine like the drama that goes down after someone sends an anonymous tip that, you know, they're doing whatever in the hotel rooms, like trying to figure out who the snitch was. Um, I read somewhere that whoever is the least horniest team probably has the best chance to win the NBA finals, you know, sneaking in girls and whatnot. The bronze has been seen in zero dark thirty. His self-proclaimed zero dark thirty mode, where he doesn't go on social media in the playoffs. He's liking uh, big booties daily, so the temptations are real out there. In the <laughs> oh, um, that is glorious! Like, and th- you know, they're not even going to be drug testing for recreational drugs. So, like, just watching it, like them going on the munchie run or what, doing whatever they're doing in the bubble. Even, heck, even having a camera in the. Um, ping pong room brings flashbacks to the hard knocks ping pong with Aaron Donald. That was great to watch. <laughs> Dude, that's actually really good. A lot of money could be made. Uh, if, you know, to be a fly on the wall, I guess. It'd be, yeah, exactly. Fly on the wall. Uh, a book will be written years later, you know, describing some of the escapades some of these guys have. And I think it'd be a good read, a really good read or 30 for 30, maybe. I don't know what. Yeah, exactly. There'll be something out there, but that'd be funny. Oh um, my God. Then one uh, last quick beat was I just noticed this before, you know, I was watching, uh, came on and I just noticed how bad the ESPN bottom line is now during the quarantine. Like before Twitter used to come home, like, Oh, you know, I got to go home from school, see what the trades were for the day. Now it's like coming across the line, like mighty ducks or Airbud premiering at eight o'clock on Friday night. 
um i saw something like i don't know this one kind of just ticked me off to like do this day in history like this day in history 2019 spencer radler commits to oklahoma like the dude hasn't even played a meaningful snap <laughs> all year in his career and they're doing this day in history hey, hey, but hold on and, and, hold on that's important people need to know that okay yeah. and he's a complete douchebag if you watch yeah, qb1 on netflix exactly douche that's what i was gonna say like uh, i think that made me salty because i hated him from QB1. Like, I don't know if anyone's watched uh, QB1 before. It's a great show that they, you know, um, feature people like Jake Fromm. They don't show the group text uh, that he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I hated Spencer Rattler in that show. And yeah. he was the biggest feedback. So that just made me. I would just rather see like Johnsonville ACL Cornhole Championships. That's rather oh, than the stuff they're putting down there. I love oh. Johnsonville. Or uh, maybe the greatest feat of all time is eating 75 hot dogs in under, what is it, five hey, minutes? Yeah. I mean, how fucking yeah, – uh, I don't want to I don't want to ruin some you know, future talking points, but there, there's better things to show than Spencer exactly. Rattler committing to Oklahoma. And I love Oklahoma. That's awesome. All right, Fab. Uh, do you happen to have a video? Sometimes you don't have one. I just want to make sure you have one. Uh, let's see. I, I was survey says, yes, we have a beat in a leak here. There is, there uh, is. Dig deep. All right, my elite, uh, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but uh, Field Yates, Twitter personality that he has, had a <laughs> Field tweet Yates. over the weekend. Uh, and he said uh, he had a list of the most championships slash titles in a single event. Tied for third was Henry Richard with 11 Stanley Cups, Bill Russell with 11 NBA titles, and Margaret Court with 11 Australian Open victories. Second place, Rafael Nadal with 12 French Open victories, king of the clay there. And then number one, coming in hot, Joey Chestnut with 13 Nathan's famous Coney Island hot dog eating championships. My man absolute dominant peak performance and uh just the testament to all that is american excellence i, I saw a stat on him that he ate his thousand career hot dog on the fourth of july that was a uh, thousand competitive career hot yes dogs. exactly more than just, oh yeah i think he goes home and eats hot dogs I, <laughs> I think that was probably thousands of hot dogs. No, i'm just kidding like watching him eat is painful like you watch yeah. athletes you know struggle you know go through pains and whatever that's it's gross dude like watching him perform or you know compete is disgusting absolutely you feel bad for him and it's entirely different than seeing somebody like struggling to stay upright at the end of a marathon where they like collapse in front of the finish <laughs> Someone, line. Like, helps. you're like oh they're working so hard you're like this guy's just destroying his body they they did a sports science on him and i watched it because i was bored uh <laughs> Because it was that, or I have to watch Spencer Rattler highlights on uh, whatever. <laughs> um, it, they did a sports science on him, and it like you know zooms into his like esophagus, and it, he yeah. Al Salva maneuver. Oh God! You plug your nose, and it forces the food down his throat, and it like zooms into his esophagus and oh, explains God. how the Salva helps like shove the food down his gullet, and then his stomach can grow to you know four hundred times. It's whatever. It's absolutely disgusting. Did they never, use the unit of measurement of a school bus at all? That's usually the standard <laughs> for like sports science or Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. They're like, yeah. the Snoopy balloon is the size of eight school buses. No, for Joey no, Chestnut's stomach is expanding to one school bus. They, they explained how his jaw was stronger than a German Shepherd's. Oh. <laughs> and like Whoa. how many units of like how much units of force his jaw can like i'm like he's not chewing the fucking hot dog i mean he is he's yeah. like I mean, his mouth is moving but i mean he's not like 
chewing it, you know. Does he barf ever at the end? Does he get to after he gets You got to hold it for 10 minutes or something, probably. Fun fact, he's a construction engineering major from San Jose State University. Um, So, like, he kind of knows how his stomach is constructed, I guess. I don't know. But uh, can you imagine him rolling up to a hot dog stand in, in old San Jose in the Bay Area being like, let me get 18 of them hot dogs? It's dollar signs when you see that guy. Oh, gross. I would. If I went to San Jose State and I was about to graduate, I would pray that Joey Chestnut would be the one giving the commencement speech. Like, how awesome would that be? <laughs> oh, every year. Him, him or Marshall Fogg? One of, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Marshall Fogg yeah. is a deep second, just so everybody's clear. Deep <laughs> we, can, we can all agree that the, the best San Diego State commencement speech would be Kawhi Leonard. Come on. Well, Kawhi, yeah. But, uh, San Diego. Yeah, come on. That's San Diego. Oh, That's San Diego. oh come on. San Diego. My, my San Jose. is a big Jose. state. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. Kawhi giving a speech. <laughs> Dirty Mike, you're a real fun guy. <laughs> We're all Clippers fans here. Everyone. It's it's a, Clippers, fan? like, Clippers podcast. I'm still hurting over that Kawhi jumper from last year. So. Oh, that was oh, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. So that was, uh, and that was your beat, right? As advertised, uh, that was my lead. I do have a beat. Um, speaking of large dudes who eat a lot. Bryson DeChambeau, who's uh, taking the PGA Tour by force this year because he took his time off and bulked up. Uh, he looks enormous now, and uh, he's hitting the ball a quarter mile. His, he had a drive that was 374 yards over the weekend. He, on Saturday in the third round, on hole number seven on the Rocket Mortgage Classic, uh, was trying to get out of a greenside bunker. Uh, messed up his shot, uh, didn't get onto the green, and took a slash at the sand with his club afterwards. And the cameraman, mind you, there are no fans there. It's just the players, their caddies, support personnel, and a few cameramen. So, of course, the cameraman gets right up into Bryson DeChimbo's face and, like, follows him as he's walking towards his ball again, trying to capture the moment. And uh, from there, Bryson holed out to save bogey. But then after uh, that, at the hole, stayed put for a full minute and uh, confronted the cameraman in what was described as a tense exchange. <laughs> Apparently, Bryson took exception to the fact that the cameraman was trying to capture the story of the event, and uh, afterwards in an interview said that he went up to the cameraman and said, Sir, what is the need to watch me that long? I'm sure that Bryson said, Sir, at the beginning of it. <laughs> uh, notable nice guy that he is. And then uh, he said that, he was just afraid that they needed to start protecting our players out here compared to showing a potential vulnerability and hurting someone's image. So Bryson, all concerned about the brand, uh, you know, the cameraman's there just doing his job, catches him hitting the stand out of frustration with his club, and then goes in for a little close-up. Big you know, brand. It is a professional event. And, yeah. uh, you know, you're still on camera. I don't think it's, you know, too out of line for the camera guy to try to fully capture the emotion of the current moment and uh, apparently Bryson took exception to that though he went on to win the tournament though today so good he on did. him 2300 that is fucking astronomical so but, yeah come on man i will ask this though so is that a roid rage out because if he gains 40 pounds what is it 40 pounds allegedly he's gained i believe it's season? 40 yeah in the time like I'm not a le- I'm not insinuating anything, but that's a lot of weight to gain in but, in a season. I'm Wouldn't on Boo Boo's. Yeah, Boo. That he's. This isn't like pu- like 
gaining the man weight when you turn 16 to 17 or whatever. Yeah, no. This dude's like 23 or something like that. Well, I think older. I, I, some of it's a little fat, but I, I, he's got a little roid rage in him, I think. And How awesome sick. would it be if because of Bryce and the PGA started having to do uh, you know, performance-enhancing drug tests? There yeah. yeah. I, I, dude, I, that's no joke. How are the beers, boys? My red beer of deep summer is a little – a little deep. I'm. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna give this like a four and a half. Don't. Don't buy it. Don't drink it. Oh, that's disappointing. My monumental yeah. IPA is really good. That's yeah. gone. It, it's, it's gone. <laughs> Fab. How about you? Um, oh, I sorry. like the 1985 IPA. It's good. It. Uh, I think this one isn't as strong as the Voodoo Ranger. I think this is like a six, six, seven, and then uh, the Imperial IPA is a nine i believe oh yeah but uh 1985 ipa the one i have been drinking not too hoppy goes down smooth i enjoy it it's a good beer i like it dirty mike and it's funky Ooh. i love lamp i would highly recommend it um just, just perfect 7.5 out of 10 okay very like smooth nice. big tom and uh i don't want to speak heresy here i think <laughs> i like this better than Old Faithful than the original. Whoa! Okay. Don't beat me up. You. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? I got to uh, try. Have, you, have you tried this at Tiki? No, I got. Now I have to. Of course. Well, I got you. I'll 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 send it your way. It'll Can get you there. You send some to Texas too, man. I feel like we'll have to. Uh, <laughs> we'll, have to we'll just we'll, we'll just drop a few packages across yeah. the country. Um, it's 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 super smooth and it has it has a rare quality that IPAs always strive for of. Of of being fruity, but not not like you're drinking a full orange or a lemon yeah. or something yeah. like that. And it really, sure. it really, it really crushes that. I think I might throw. I usually don't go above seven and a half. I think I'm throw an eight on this one. Whoa, uh, this is an eight, and it's seven point seven percent. I kind of think that's the the optimal range. Anything from like seven point five to seven point seven percent. What's the name of it again? Tiki Tiki Escape IPA. Nice. Okay, right. it's on the list. Uh, boobs, real quick. Uh, how's the hot manatee, scantily clad manatee? Um, can I be honest, honest with you for a second there, Hog? I, I you know, I'd um, appreciate it. that'd be refreshing. So, uh, <laughs> I'm actually, you guys might have thought I was drinking water. I'm double fisting. So, this is vodka with uh, a little bit of La Croix and lime. Um, okay. oh. so I'm drinking that in addition to the uh, the manatee drink, it's actually, it's a really good IPA. Like I said, it was a 7.5% alcohol, um, really r- decent hops um, to the point where my wife, she actually doesn't like IPAs, but she, she drank this one. She actually likes it. Not incredibly bitter. I would, I would rate it probably a 7.2 or three on the scale. Okay. Yeah. Seven, two, seven, three. I like it. Uh, double fisting there with the vodka. And, yeah, uh, no, and you got to appreciate that. You got to appreciate that. I was drinking uh, truly with my my deep summer to kind of augment the taste. So, yeah. uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, whatever. Uh, real quick, Fab, I know uh, we don't have Jeej here right now. Do you mind Google searching a, a town? Uh, I, I, I thought of an alternative to this. Uh, one, way back when living uh, on the East Coast, we talked to Dirty Mike about college football extensively, and he always brought up, the SEC of was it Division Two or JUCO? Oh no, the SEC of Division Two. They have a bunch of NFL players. They yeah. Um, so what? Explain to everybody what this league is. So it's the PSAC. It's a uh, Pennsylvania College Leagues, and I guess they 
like I don't know if people would know it, but schools like Westchester, IUP, Shippensburg. 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 Yeah, it's a PSAC. Yeah, exactly. So it, they have like Bloomsburg has Jari Evans, you know, Shippensburg's Frank Grimes, John. Uh, the guy, the running back for the Packers. What's his name? Coons. John Coons, man. Yeah, John Coons. Yeah, he went Coons, to Shippensburg. Yeah. Frank Coons, Grimes. Yeah. So like these small schools have like pro bowlers, you know, all pro guards. Exactly. So sometimes they uh, refer to it as the SEC of D two. I love all right, it. So could you give us just a city that one of those schools is at that's like, uh, you know, um, emblematic of the entire league? Is Shippenburg, is that a I'll city or is it a No, is a university, so it's, it's – uh, Harrisburg, right, around there? It, I think, yeah, it's like a little north of Harrisburg. I think it's called Chambersburg. Um, Chambersburg. Dude, we'll see if they have a correct start, start searching. Chambersburg, that's, that's hot. I or there's like Kutztown. Um, right, yeah, if, if Chambersburg doesn't have one, then we're doing it for Kutztown in honor of Andre Reed. And Slippery Rock, too. Anytime you can sneak Slippery in. Slippery Rock, that could be hot. Yeah, dude. There's there's a lot going on here. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. We're gonna introduce quick second beers. We're gonna jump into a quick round table and then uh go to misconnections so we can move along. Second beers. Um anyone I don't have a unique beer. I'm doing land shark, so I'm not gonna review it. But anyone have a, a cool unique beer or something different uh to talk about here? I'll just be going Voodoo Ranger from uh the Imperial IPA. What about you, Dirty Mike? Um, I have a, a beer called Sly Fox. Um, Ooh, yeah. Healy's. So this is another staying with the Philly theme. Um, it's uh, from a town called Potts Town, which is about like 30 minutes west of Philly. Uh, it had one of those tops, you know, where it, it pulls off. So oh, I really wasn't yep. expecting that. Was I, I opened it. I wasn't even looking at it. I was like, I'm like, what in tarnations going on here? And I thought you were going to show us some, something else. I do. <laughs> I, 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 I started putting it down, the camera down, and was, I, I thought I was going to the beer can first, but hey, unfortunately man. not. Really excited to be on the pod. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit too excited. Yeah. Uh, what, about, what about you, Bonk? Uh, it's late here, so I had to go to bourbon. Yeah, God, I love little knob Creek. Got a boy, big, big Tom. What do you got going on? Yeah, I got an interesting one. I got a uh, a real apocalypse now kind of looking can here called oh, the Thorn Hazy IPA. Um, it's also the Scarlet Shades of Haze series. Nice little pun there with Citra yeah. and Mosaic. It's a uh, it's got an interesting little tidbit here. Each beer in this series is 100% cryo hopped which means the hops are separated at low temps into a potent concentrate. That potent concentrate leaving you with 6.2% ABV. So I'm, <laughs> I'm stoked on it. Potent. And uh, Boobs, what do you got? What are you rocking over there? So again, another one from uh, Lorelei. Lorelei. Um, the, oh man, this is going to be rough. This is a nine percenter. Um, so See you I next think, Tuesday, I I, buddy. Good night. Yeah. yeah. So I think I had uh, consumed this one on a previous uh um, podcast, cast, but yeah. uh, I, I had rated it pretty high. It says residing in the spring fed well of the ancient city. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of words I don't can't pronounce. Um, but anyways, so point being, this is a strong beer. She's a mermaid. She's hot. I think I like it. All right, let's crack them and drink them, boys. And uh, boobs and I were talked about Pam Beasley, right? We've, we've talked about Pam Beasley before. Yeah. Uh, DJ oh. Rizraz brought it up. But DJ yeah. Rizraz, not a big Pam fan, right? No. 
You well, could say he's an anti-Pam stan. I would say, okay, well, that's better than what I was going to say. I was going to, yeah, anti-Pam stan. Who Who is worse, Rose from Titanic or Pam Beasley from The Office? If you had to pick, who is worse? In what way? General human I have being. my opinion if you want it. Uh, I'll, I'll reserve. Right. Yeah. There is plenty of room on the door. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, boobs, real quick. Just who, who's worse, dude? Is it, it's got to be Rose, right? She killed I see, Leo. She I said Pam, Leo. dude. I mean, if you're going with Merc status, like, <laughs> if you're going Pam, like, okay, sure. like who's spending more time? Or, sorry, in jail? sorry, Rose for sure. Oh, but like overall, like human decency. Yeah, I don't know. I I say Pam. I, I love Pam is worse, dude. Yeah, Pam's sure. a bitch, man. So check this out. All right, there's you go season to season. She goes into her art class. She says. This is where I got out of doing art. This is where I got out of doing volleyball because I, I, I said I had PMS. Then later in the season, she says, okay, I'm a collegiate level volleyball player. Then later on in, this, in, the, in the series, does not support Jim in anything he does. He supports yeah. her in her art career, which like- uh, She gives up who, on. Yeah, yeah, she, she like failed at. And Jim supported her in, in all of her endeavors. Um, she continually tries to get out of stuff for being like going into labor. She like fake go, goes into labor multiple times. And, uh, She's a bad person. and dude, she just like everything. Oh, oh, in the season, the, the episode, Michael Scott leaves the, the entire season. She is skipping out on work to go watch a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so and, it's just it's just over and over again. I'm just like Pam is terrible. a bad a bad employee. Yeah, she lied to she lied to Gabe and told him that she was the administrative person, had all the departments had signed paper, getting they, paid for right, you know, lying, not supporting Jim when he gets his new business. He's the more I watch it, Susan Lewis. That's right. The more I watch it, I'm just like Pam is terrible. She almost left Jim for a cameraman. Like how oh, yeah. fucked up is that, dude? Yeah. Come it's, on. I, there's there's no way this is a coincidence i swear to god couldn't agree what to watch last night we only had an hour. it was late so i was like we'll watch the last two episodes of the office the series which i've seen that's exactly what we watched last night two episodes. episode 23 and 24 of season nine yeah i swear and pam is absolutely way worse i agree <laughs> a for reason one you get to see kate winslet's boob like that is awesome. That was a great part of Titanic. Um, and yes, two, absolutely. like he had to prove to her that he wasn't going to be resentful after she made him quit his sports. Like, do you know a what I'm saying? Like job for dream a job. Dream and then job. it became his problem that he actually stayed. That was bullshit. I, I agree know. with Boo Boo. What a, what a I can't believe I watched the finale last night. That's so random. Dude, that's a, a bestest minch, man. Yeah. Bestest minch. I love that. That that's one of the best endings to a, a series. I think they they wrapped it up nicely. I like that. But uh, no, dude, Rose is a bitch. Killed Leo. I still think Pam is worse. You get to see her boob. I love Pam. You okay? I'm gonna mute. How do I mute someone? I'm mute <laughs> for a minute. Uh, that's uh, you're you're an anti uh, anti Rose pro Pam. Okay, that's weird. Tell me your tell me your side. What, what, what why do you like Pam? So. 
I mean, we can start everything. So season nine, I think we all can just say season nine out of the equation, right? By yeah. far the worst season of The Office for sure. Yeah. So let's not put any ducks into season nine right now. Um, so she did volleyball. She said her words, I went to volleyball camp most summers is what she said. And then uh, while she was playing volleyball, she had to fake an injury because she found out she was pregnant with Jim's child. So no, that's she a little bit an injury. She, she legitimately injured her ankle and they were going to do x-rays and they found out she was pregnant. There you go. There you go. There it there is. You go. There. You're right. You're right. But, yeah. She did fake her water breaking until it actually broke. But I think anybody here given the chance to have that as a viable excuse in that setting probably would have done the same thing. Uh, whether it was you know, career day or diversity day or whichever day we'd like to see ourselves out of. She is constantly, even after he was sexually involved with her mom, Pam time and time again is super nice to Michael and goes out of her way to do things that nobody else notices. Even when, like when the bird flies into the the glass and dies and she goes off on a, a little uh, eulogy where she just makes it just to make Michael feel bad, feel less bad that he won't die alone. Like she does that for Michael Scott throughout the whole way. And then she leaves and is the last person in the series to say goodbye to Michael at the airport. Right. So I love, I love Pam. I think the decision was good. She walked on a bed of coals to tell everybody how she felt. And I'm a big Pam fan. Uh, Oh my God. That's great. Okay, well, it's good to have some. She never killed anybody in the North Atlantic either, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of part of it, I guess. (laughs) Oh, complicit. Complicit in murder, for sure. Uh, I would say that's at least manslaughter for Rose. I mean, she she was definitely involved and... Whatever. All right. I, I just wanted to clear. I just wanted to see what you guys' thoughts were. Anyone else? Uh, Dirty Mike, you have an opinion on this or not care? Um, I mean, it's been a minute since I've seen Titanic. So, I, but I actually just watched The Office like the last month or so for the first time ever. Mm. So it's all it's all fresh to me. Um, and you know, season nine with her not supporting uh, Jim kind of just left a dirty taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um, as, as of most recent. So I would, I would uh, side with her being the worst. It's convenient. Big Tom be like, we'll just throw season nine out. It's like, ah, I mean, come on. Well, we can all hear, we can all sit here and say season <laughs> nine was the worst season. The last no. two episodes are worth watching. At least you can watch those. Watched them last night. Yeah. Redemption. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. I, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. Uh, question for you guys. Uh, the NFL PA, the players association for the NFL, they're uh, voted to, not play any preseason games this year. Going to go to the owners, obviously. But uh, how do you guys feel about um, no preseason games? And several several facts to consider before you answer here, but the fringe players and the product that people are going to look, or maybe even a dress rehearsal for COVID, is this going to be an issue? Is this going to be a problem? Is, is you guys see anything wrong with this, Big Tom? Is is this bad or good for the NFL? I, I love it. I, I love it every day of the week. I think the – the preseason, I mean, it, people go back and forth, right? Which camp are you in? Are you in preseason game or are you in exhibition game camp? You know, yeah. it's kind of here nor there. They have their different underlying uh, reasonings, roots behind them. I think the number of people, I mean, the risk you put at risk, like it really affects 90% of the team in one way, which are the guys who have a pretty secured roster spot. And then you're your last, and I know at percentage probably is wrong because the season starts with like 95 and they trim it down to 53. But 
Um, I, I, I like it. I, I like that it's going away. I think playing a wickedly violent game, the guys have traumatic life experiences and injuries over. For Did you say wickedly violent? Wickedly violent. That's, that's right. No, that's poetic. I love it. Yeah. Um, it's from uh, Worcester, Mass. It's wicked violent. Uh, wicked, not, wicked violent. <laughs> not even close. But yeah, I, I think I think the guys need to get paid for what they're doing. And it, it's, you know, it might be an opportunity lost for some of the fringe guys. And I do want them to make the squads. But, you know, we see every team's do, they do intra squad scrimmages and things like that. Whatever you would glean out of a, out of an expedition game, just get that get that from your inter-squad scrimmage that you do during preseason or something like that. So yeah, I support man. not having them. Bonk, do you, could you see this affecting future seasons uh, post-COVID, maybe speeding up, if this goes well, speeding up the decline of preseason games, the eventual decline at least to two preseason games? I, th- I think NBA and NFL are very good at evolving. Uh, Major League Baseball sucks at it, but um, yeah. I do. I think that what they've been talking about or we've been talking about or whoever's been talking about for a while, four is way too many. If it gets cut completely, like completely leave it out or like let's make it two and add a third game or a 17th game to the regular season and the NBA starting on Christmas, you know, I think that could be like these changes could lead to future changes. I think they could be good. So, Yeah. yeah. I think so too. Uh, Jordy Mike, the eventuality of not the eventuality, but the continuation of the hall of fame game, obviously canceled first thing cut this year for the NFL. Do you think that might be at risk? Is that, is that the one thing they would do every year that the, you know, the shining start of the season, the game that no one watches, but everyone talks about is is that at risk? You think that's in the chopping block? It's not played this year. Do you think it will ever be played again? Um, I think the hall of fame game is here to stay. Yeah. Um, I saw they already rescheduled the Steelers and Cowboys for next year. So, I mean, they're, it's already in the future plan. So I think that's something that's going to be around for some time and, you know, just commence the football season. That always, you know, makes you – when you watch that game, you're like, all right, football is here. Yeah. You're ready to go. I think that's something that all the fans look forward to seeing throughout the year yeah. um, to go along with the ceremony. Um, but one point, like, you guys were talking about maybe players not making teams. I read that they're talking about expanding the uh, practice squad. So yeah. yeah, there may not be as many games, but you know, there's going to be more players making the team. So that's one way to look at it and to help limit exposure to COVID and, you know, just be a safe, a little bit safer. Yeah. I like the practice squad and I brought this up earlier talking about practice squads or maybe even having the AAF or the uh, XFL or some sort of developmental league where you could call up players kind of like the practice squad. I get the practice squad because you have, you have rights. I think you, I think the team has like rights or something on a player. I'm not hundred percent sure how that works out, but um, I think the expanded practice squad is a good idea. And maybe that's a good trade-off between having a developmental league or some sort of thing where you just have a bigger pool of players to, and you're stable, let's say, for injuries or whatnot, but the, or, you know, calling up. But I think two preseason games is probably the way we'll go. I don't think they'll scrap the preseason altogether, but I think this will accelerate the decline of the uh, preseason, which is what the owners want anyway. They want that yeah. extra game, especially in the late, you know, January. That, that's money. That's so much money for those guys. 
And I think it's so funny they don't even know it. They don't. Uh, I literally just told Boo Boo this <laughs> nice. reference. Yes. I literally just told yes. him about this movie. That is fucking Swingers. awesome. It's a, it's a very. I nice. literally just told him about this movie. He's he'd never seen it. We were just talking about that. That's crazy. Very anyway, good. who's never um, seen it? Boo Boo. And I was no. like, I was like, my oh. buddy used to tell me, like, you're so money. You don't even fucking know. I was like, just go watch it based off that one quote. Anyway, uh, we gotta get going here, uh, real quick. Beers. Uh, I had the land shark. It's a standard. You know, we're at the pool. There's girls by you. It's great fucking drink it it's easy i don't know uh dirty mike what do you got what, what's your beer how do you, how do you um go? my five fox it's pretty good uh so it's a lighter beer it's a golden lager um 4.9 percent so a little bit stronger than oh yeah uh, miller and bud light and i like the flavor pretty good nice i like it. east coast beer huh yeah so yeah. it's like local Pen- eastern pennsylvania beer got it got it um yeah independent brewer love it big tom yeah, the I mean, Thorn never disappoints, boys. I think we know that. Uh, Thorn hazy, it tastes hazy. It's a six point two percent, so it's it doesn't pack nearly the punch that the Tiki Escape does, but it's it's way more drinkable. You could drink this at one p.m. on a Saturday and still uh, wake up feeling like you don't want to put a bullet in your head uh, the next morning. So I, I I like it. This is great. This is a super drinkable, uh, delicious seven seven point five on the scale for sure. Noise. Uh, Fab, what's up, man? Uh, Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Liked it. Uh, not quite as much as the 1985, so I do like the 1985 more. Uh, Voodoo Ranger stronger, a little bit hoppier. Still good, though. I'd give it a 6.9, and I'd give the 1985 a 7.3. Nice. And, uh, Boobs, what do you got? Um, the so 9% uh, there. Yeah, the Ephira. Yeah. Yeah, not not uh, not your Saturday drinking beer. It's really good uh, for me. I could probably drink two or three of them in a row. Yeah, and then after that, probably pretty done. Um, Coast City. Uh, so I, but at the same time, I really like those those strong hoppy beers, in, in my opinion. Um, so I would I would give it like an eight point on my scale because nice. that's kind of beer I like. Yeah. Um. I. You know. I'm more of a a liquor guy in my opinion, like liquor mixed drinks. But uh, this beer, um, I would definitely give like an eight point oh, um, because it's really flavorful. Nice. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Big Tom for sending out a photo of Joey Chestnut wolfing or shoving a dog down his throat. So thank you. I can't stop staring at this photo. It's haunting. It's, it's art. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, real quick, just name your beer, your last beers. When we get right into misconnections here, so uh, I, I'm drinking a a Coors Light Standard. So I'm gonna, I'm going, boys, I'm going for the Silver Bullet, in my last issue, one here. Baby. So you know, it's a staple, and I'm gonna love it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing its praises at the end. But what else are you guys drinking? Uh, Big Tom, you first. Yeah, for sure. I got the Kooksland's IPA by Duckfoot Brewing, uh, Southern California staple, and. Dude. I'm gonna have to pay you some money because I want some of these. If you can ship them out at some point, we'll we'll ship your way, man. Yeah. Um, they've been they've been doing they've been reaching out doing some awesome stuff while things have been closed down too. So, uh, should be good to go. Uh, always want to support them when I can. Seven point five percent West Coast style IPA. They they never fail. This is gonna be the best drink of the night. I think so. It's really right in the middle of the Tiki Escape and the and the Thorn uh, Hazy IPA. So I'm excited about it and. It's going to be excellent. I love it. I love it. Uh, Bonk, you still working on uh, um, some? My, my bourbon's gone. Um, oh. I'll probably get some later, but I'm just going to have a truly, just, oh. to, just to mix it up, you know. Yeah, babe. Hey, babe. I love it. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Hey, babe.
Fab, what do you got going on for your last beer? I'm still just working on the New Belgiums, trying to finish them off. The Voodoo and the 1985. Awesome, awesome. Dirty Mike, yes. what do you got? What do you got going on? Um, so I ran out of beer. I have Miller Lite, but uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel, I'm drinking this a- Owls Brew. It's a boozy tea and botanicals, Darjeeling tea and hibiscus flowers. So damn, <laughs> yeah. But is that um, a so beer? Is that's a beer? You can really no, taste it, the hibiscus. It, it's a boozy tea, so boozy tea. We'll see how it works. Just uh, dirty Mike's hard lemonade. What's what's a boozy tea? Is that like a hard tea? Yeah, I I guess so. I mean, oh, if it's got it's I got mean, alcohol in it, you're good, man. Yeah, yeah. it has four it's four point eight percent. Oh, okay, so okay. Does, yeah, easy day, dude. That's awesome. Tea, they're tea experts, apparently. It's like on the back. It's awesome. So, that's like we'll old, how, that's awesome. Boobs. We'll see how it works out. Boobs, I think I saw a hopadillo in your arm. What, what do you got yeah. going on in the last one? Yeah, a little hopadillo brewed in Tejas. So uh, Tejas, I've, yeah. I've, I've advertised it on the cast before. So uh, hopadillo from Carbock, right? Yeah. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Fab, dude. Let's jump right into it. Uh, let's let's crush this uh, misconnection, my friend. All right, misconnections from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Right off of Interstate 81. First one, and I sent these out, uh, so you guys should have them. First one titled Perky Ones. Any ladies out there with small perky ones? 44-year-old man, or uh, 44-year-old MWM here with an appreciation for IBTC members. If that's you, reply and let's chat about them. What, what is IBTC? Itty bitty Titty, titty club? <laughs> Itty yes, titty that's club? exactly what it is, dude. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that shit in years. Dude, what about the M? Hog, how did you know that? <laughs> I'm not only a, a, a user, but I'm the founder. Uh, <laughs> founder uh, and president. Yeah. What 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 cup size do you need to be to be in the? You got to be oh, solid IDPC. alphas, dude. Solid A's. Straight A's? Yeah, straight A's. You got to be a straight A's. I'm a straight A member of the honor roll of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee, man. What is man WMWM? Old 44-year-old man with what? Money. Money. It's got to be money. Man with money. Oh, nice. Big Tom crushed it. Man with money wants an itty bitty titty committee. I like it, man. Wow. I, I like the playfulness of this message. Again, just a want ad, not a misconnection, but I mean this yeah. is where we this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. Yeah. This is a new normal. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh next one also from Chambersburg. And uh, keep in mind this the entire uh post is all caps and reading it I can't <laughs> imagine anything else other than JG Wentworth commercial. <laughs> Old man needs relief now. Call JG Wentworth 877 relief now. <laughs> but just all caps, old man needs relief now. Oh, that's going on the that's going on our Instagram. That's gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna put that picture on Instagram. Is um, it like an emergency? Like <laughs> you ever need to call nine one one? He he should have put some exclamation points at needs relief now. If you have a structured settlement, but need relief now. Maybe like debt relief or something. Oh my God. (laughs) All right. And then uh, it looks like this individual did not get the relief he needed because very next it was uh, also Chambersburg. Again, all caps. 
titled Drain Vent, and then in the body of the message, Needs Cleaned. <laughs> I mean, he knows what he wants, and uh, he doesn't use too flowerly or too uh, much language to get it. It's just short. Why to the use point. many words when few words do tricks? Do tricks. <laughs> <laughs> when I president, uh, see. I want to. I want to meet this person. I actually. Is there a way to figure out how many replies these people have received? I wish. I. No. Wish. Yeah, I don't think so. God it's too dang. bad though, because. Oh, you know, like different. on uh, uh, Facebook Marketplace or whatever, you can see like what you're selling and like where, like how many people have. Yeah, did the analytics. Have favorited it. Yeah. This is what we need. Yeah. We absolutely. need the analytics, dude. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. Craigslist will hook us up because we're the number one uh, Craigslist podcast in the nation uh so they could probably hook us up with the analytics on this yeah, there's a little, little there's a star okay all right yeah it, it, maybe it's like uh twitter instagram when you're either you know trying to get a fledgling sports podcast twitter going or you're an influencer <laughs> and they're like hey boost your profile and somehow get exposure to new potential followers or listeners uh maybe craigslist offers that as well it's like boost your misconnection yeah, your need, your odds only increase of finding your misconnection the more people that see it. So, need drain yeah. cleaned now, yeah. <laughs> sir. Your needs your, relief now. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to change your post. <laughs> All right, uh, next one up from Greencastle. Looking for a snake. Looking for a long long snake to clean hole. I host only clean and DDF. Can we hook up? Uh, post number two to post number three. I feel like yeah. one needs a vent drain, the other one a, needs a snake. I mean, we can we can make something work here. Be the Craigslist but, matchmakers of uh, Chambersburg. I'm yeah. going full bubbles on this one. Like, so the number two needs a vent cleaned. The yeah. other one needs a snake. So you're talking air ducts. Like you need an HVAC guy. Yeah. The third I one do. you need a plumber. So plumber. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like it's actually a really. Not many blue collar workers. No. Yeah. The uh, yeah. the PSAC. What the hell is the name of the the conference? Uh, the PSAC. The PSCC. Yeah, yeah. The PSAC area. <laughs> region. So we need some more blue collar guys over there. Apparently. What's of, what's DDF? Uh, uh, drug and disease free. Free. Yeah. It's not down to fuck. Well, uh, we, we've done this before. <laughs> we've before in the podcast. Down to fuck. <laughs> I think that's just <laughs> Down to. <laughs> Down, duh. <laughs> I just peed yeah. my pants. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Down to foot. I just peed my bird dogs. I'm going to man. In the parlance of our times, I guess, Bonk. <laughs> in the parlance of our times, it would be correct. <sighs> Thank you, Boo Boo. I'm sorry. In the parlance. <laughs> I was good. I just need another one. All right. Uh, next one from Stillhouse. <laughs> Hot dude cruising dirt road. See you driving up the dirt road all the time. Would like to ride with you and see what we can get into. That, that, that's a misconnection. I'm just, I'm so it is. taken aback. And there's a lot of potential there because literally any dirt road could be in play. And any guy thinks they're hot. So right. literally any dude driving on a dirt road was going to respond to this. Cruising though, is he on a bike? He's got to be on a bike, right? No Cruising qualifier. Through. It's probably knowing this area, like an ATV. This dude, like driving yeah. around, should probably want <laughs> to go. Like, no. What if he's got like some hot pegs on though, dude? Like Ooh. bicycle style. I mean, pegs hot are peg guy. 
Oh, big see, there's guy. a joke there. <laughs> big into pegging. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Beep. Uh, <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, wait, quick spot poll. Uh, opinions on pegging. No. All right. Uh, <laughs> Green Castle. Uh, CD, we crossed paths. Silver truck. I saw you looking when you was with your family and you kept looking when you could. Love to meet you. Crossdresser here. Ooh. All right. Throwing that in at the end. Another misconnection, but not big on qualifiers here. I feel like there's a lot of catfishing opportunities in the uh, PSAC area. P- the PSAC Fun area. fact, a, a, yeah, a silver truck is the most common color truck, I think, in the United States. Because yeah. I, I have a silver, silver truck, and they were like, hey, do you know this is the most common tr- color truck when I bought it? But so. were you with your family? Yeah, yes. in Greencastle. <laughs> Oh, and what were you doing in Middle Pennsylvania? <laughs> were, and were you? Did you keep looking when you could? Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. I'd have said that. All right. Um, that. This one um, from Fayetteville, titled "Wood Shopping." I believe they meant to say shopping. All right. I am shopping for some hardwood. Prefer six inches plus. Piece. Send pick of wood and be available after four p.m. today. What fucking store? God, that doesn't. I don't know. I don't understand that one. Bubbles would be perplexed right now. <laughs> Bubbles yeah, would be like, be that. like uh, "Where's the closest Home Depot or Lowe's to Fayetteville?" Right. Yeah, it's exactly. Pretty simple question. Bubbles would email this person and be like, "Let me help <laughs> you out. Let me." I, I'll direct you. And then the person would show up to his house and he'd be like, wait, this is not, why are you nude? Why is your dong count? <laughs> bubbles would send them a picture of a two by four. And the guy would respond and be like, I said, six I inches. said six inches. <laughs> bubbles responds with a two, with a two by, by six. six. He's like, Oh, okay. Here we go. That's are we doing like finger, a- finger measurements here? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to go finger. Obviously. Yeah. Have to. For scale. Right. For scale, exactly. <laughs> Banana for scale. Hagerstown. Uh, this one's a little bit longer. It's titled, Ladies Apply Within. At times, I feel true love just doesn't exist no longer. I mean two people who are trustworthy and honest to each other and would do anything to see their life partner happy. Someone you could build a lifetime full of memories with and that would always be there no matter what. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel life was made for two and that everyone needs someone to share and enjoy with. with. I know there's a few rare breeds still out there and they deserve a decent partner as well. If you feel we are compatible in what we're looking for in our life journey and would like to learn more about the person I am, feel free to message me. If you're a female and you're interested in learning more about me, feel free to hit me up. I know there's a ton of spam on Craigslist. So please put rare breed in the subject line so I know it's not spam. All other email will be deleted without opening. Sounds like you've been through some stuff. Yeah, I think there's a very small amount of people in the you know the world that would read this and read the words life journey like come with me on my life journey and be like that's the person you know like this is a small group of people that's catered towards that's actually probably the right place the right form to put that I can't think of another spot there I don't know maybe eHarmony.com or something but that, this is romantic man yeah like it's it. very romantic like but it. it's a yeah, it's a hail mary. I, I, I kind of get if, like, like a little emotional reading it. Dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is, uh... What if like 10 years from now, there's a Nicholas Sparks movie that starts with <laughs> a guy posting on Craigslist looking for his yeah. true love. And it's just titled ladies apply within. Yeah. Apply within. That's the title. <laughs> is what drew me in. 
I had to sort through it. There were a lot of wood references and being like, wanted wood, wanted wood relief, wanted someone to polish my wood, wanted wood. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, ooh, ladies supply within. That sounds interesting. But it's like ladies possessive apply within. I mean, shoot for the stars, maybe. <laughs> He's got a million bucks. It is dude. theirs to apply. Yeah, two chicks at the same time. <laughs> it's funny because Boo Boo was talking about reading it and got emotional, so I went to go read it, and then I accidentally looked at the next one. Yeah. Um, holy shit, dude. Holy yeah, the next shit. one, again, the title, I was like, yep, we're doing that one. I mean, can, you, right. just, can you just read it? Because it's fucking yep. amazing. From Carlisle, titled Beard Warmer Wanted. White male looking for women to warm my face. You won't regret it. Best <laughs> <laughs> thing ever. Great. Sit on my face. I'm just imagining Santa Claus in the off season here. Like, <laughs> Who wants normally, a mustache you know, ride? November and December, you sit on my lap, but uh, June, July, August, you sit on my oh, face. <laughs> He's pulling a hair out of his mouth. He's like, "Is this your hair or mine?" And different, different crowd. Yeah. I hope. Say <laughs> oh, Nick is talking to. <laughs> Three beers, too. We'll be back after this message. Well, beard warmer, amazing. Just sit on my face, warm that. Sh- I mean, I mean, come on, who doesn't want a nice beard warmer? I'll be honest, I had never heard of it referred to as a beard warmer before. Oh, me either. You guys ready for it? All right, this is Mercersburg. Female in white Dodge truck with bumper. I ran into you at a game lens parking lot outside of Mercersburg. You were in a white Dodge damn truck with an aftermarket bumper, I believe, good-looking female. I think you were meeting someone there. We talked briefly, and I should have made the move. I would have taken care of your needs right then and there. Get back to me. Ooh. Wow. That's a great white thing. Dodge damn truck. Damn yeah. truck. And he did. It wasn't a tight because he said D-A-M-N. So, so what's like, funny – Dude, what's funny about reading this is I think he meant to say you were in a white Dodge Ram truck with an aftermarket bumper, I believe. Good-looking female, yeah, so on and so forth. But it, it sounds like you're in a white Dodge damn truck. Good-looking and, – and maybe you were a good-looking female. Yeah. You know what I mean? It like, like, yeah, I, I believe you're a good-looking female. <laughs> right. I could not confirm, but I think you were good-looking. I was but pretty the, hammered. I think like, you look good. The, the fact that the N is on there, like D-A-M-N, I feel like this is a guy who's got strong opinions about pickup trucks, and he does not like Dodge damn trucks. <laughs> it looks like, yeah. a, like a bumper is a commodity in Mercersburg, man. Well, yeah, I no, believe like bumpers, <laughs> <laughs> I believe who the fuck I believe buys an aftermarket bumper, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. at first, like in the title, when it didn't say aftermarket, it just said white Dodge truck with bumper. And I was like, oh, the only one with a bumper that's a qualifier. <laughs> My heart like, was oh. broken by a woman with a bumper. <laughs> yeah, like, tell oh. me what brand of bumper you had. Yeah, <laughs> Damn it, he's not talking about me because I had I don't have a bumper. Yeah. There's one person in the state, uh, but that's crazy. That's so funny, dude. It's just like, uh, I, there's like one person in the whole state. Like, Oh, I have the, I have the bumper. Like her friends are calling her like, dude, this guy's talking about you. Like, fuck. <laughs> aftermarket bumper. I told you to get that bumper. Like, uh, and again, who gets an aftermarket bumper for a three wheels, but it has a bumper. <laughs> three wheels and a bumper. Oh, balls. That's funny. Uh, the value uh, of the truck changes based on how much gas is in the tank. <laughs> I think we have one more, my friend. 
We do. Last one here, uh, title from Riverbend Park, titled Riverbend Activities. You were at the store. We looked at each other, and your order was ready. Didn't get a chance to get your name. I owed you money from years back. Hope you see this. <laughs> I don't understand this. I have no idea what's going on. How do you find somebody at the store, don't get a chance to get their name, but immediately also know that you owe them money from years back? What? Dude, they they wear their questions. Venmo handle on their <laughs> yeah. back of their, their motorcycle gang cut. I, dude, there's more questions than answers on that one. Yeah, maybe again. Look, it maybe she's a cam girl, and Big Tom's onto it, and she's she's like, "Oh, I do remember her," and I owe her money. At fans only. At at the same time, like it's years back, and how long has that been around? So, what store is it? What store is she at? Cam Soda. What is she ordering? The store. Like she was at the store. Grocery store. That's a that's a grocery store. I would assume. (laughs) But. You guys, you guys have been to Riverbend. Deli? Was she at the deli? The deli, the meat counter, like the yeah, two it's gotta be. Of, uh, well, I mean, if you turkey? if you go rated R on this, is it's a dude to a female, and he owes her for money services rendered, like she's Ooh. a whore, but never mm. got her name. Well, they they made the sex, and you know, I don't know. They made the sex. Big Mike, <laughs> back at it. Dirty Mike, <laughs> Big Tom, Dirty Mike. Oh yeah, easily confused. Oh, that was funny. Well, we all float down here, man. It's it's good to have you back before we the end of the podcast. I feel bad, but let's wrap up our beers. We're approaching that time limit. I feel bad, but how are the beers, guys? My my course light, fucking awesome, dude. A staple of life. This is my preseason game beer. Drinking fifty of these. I can't wait. Can't wait for the NFL. Can't wait for NBA. And MLB, let's hope it happens. I don't know, but I, I'm drinking Coors Light the whole time. That's what I'm doing. Big Do Tom, it. how was your beer? Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to make a bunch of comments today. Um, <laughs> you know, no no space dust today. No, no blazing world. No um, whichever ones else we got. I think this might be the best three lineup of IPAs I've had on the show. Um <sighs> So I'll start from the top again. Tiki Escape IPA by Stone. That was a classic. Then we had the Thorn Hazy IPA, 6.2% ABV. Other Scarlet Shades of Haze series. And then here we got the the, the Kook Slams really just bought it, brought it home, man. Hoppy Tropical Citrus, 7.5%, but it tastes like you're drinking a 6.0%. This was, this was fantastic. This tastes exactly what you'd expect if you just reached in blind. You said, hey, I think I like IPAs. I'd like to taste this. Fantastic. Super smooth. Hoppy tropical citrus. I would buy that. I'd say it every time. Um, I'm buying this 10 out of 10 times. Definitely right there, 8.0 with the Tiki Escape for sure. Nice. Send me some photos of those so I can put those on the old uh, social media page. Absolutely. Uh, Waste up. Bonk, uh, how, was your, uh, how was your drink there? Uh, your Trulies. For my Trulies and my bourbon, uh, I would, I'll judge my one real beer, the Port City Monumental IPA. I'll give it a Damn, dude, it was really good. Uh, eight. I'll give it an eight. It was really good. Give it an eight. I like it. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Very tasty treat. Boobs. Hopadillo. Oh how man. Do you, um, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I, I would. I would give it a probably a seven or seven point five. And I'm actually reading the uh, 
the description of it. It's kind of creepy, actually. Uh, I don't know if you care to, <laughs> to indulge. It. All right. The description is cuidado, which is uh, Spanish for careful, I believe. Um, it is, he lurks in the shadows, waiting in bold anticipation. He's surprisingly bitter. Bitter about something. Legend has it that he is. he feasts on those with hops coursing through their veins. This dry hop Texas IPA has a flavor as defiant as the Hopadillo himself. It's packed with bracing bitterness of hops from around the world that is that this creature craves. He's coming to get you. You've been warned. So, Damn. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That, anyway. You, uh, you have good can art and you have good can poems. That's art, I guess, by myself. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, a little scary, but like, uh, like I said, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna save Fab for last. I'm just kidding. No, Fab, what's up, man? What, 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 uh, no, you you uh, already like, talked about yours, right? Yep, I already yeah. talked about them. They're both good. Dirty Mike, welcome back. <laughs> yes, his ears swallowed his AirPods. <laughs> yeah, bark, bark twice <laughs> if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> back, sir. All right, bark twice if you're in Mercer'sburg. No, not that either. Is there a truck with an aftermarket bumper outside? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, all right. Shit. It's got to go. All right, boys. Well, we're still working that giveaway from last week. And uh, thank you guys for joining me. See you. Yeah. See you. How do I stop it? <laughs>